Hello and welcome to The Bottom Line. This podcast examines the everyday business and finance issues faced by closely held and private businesses. We hope to provide you with news you can use in what we like to think of as a jargon-free zone. I'm your host, Tim Schuster, Senior Manager in Private Business Services, and with us today is Lisa Stewart, Partner in Charge of Center for Individual and Organization Performance, and Alan Wink, Managing Director of Capital Markets. This is part of a series of podcasts on selling a business, and this topic is about what happens after your company is sold. Lisa, Alan, great for you both to be here today. Thanks for having us, Tim. Tim, great to see you as always. I'm glad you guys are back, and especially on this subject matter. I mean, congratulations are in order. Hooray, huzzah! You know, you sold your business, and you're an owner, and you have this windfall, you know? So what are some things business owners should be considering now that the business is sold? You've been through this crazy process. Well, probably after you visited the Porsche Lamborghini dealer, I guess, you probably want to think about how you can, you know, both invest invest the proceeds because you just sold your business. It was the end result of a lifetime of hard work. Uh, you've had a windfall because of the, the great job your professionals did around you. You're very happy with the amount of cash you walked away with. So I think you want to both, you know, develop a planning, you know, an estate planning strategy to protect that money, protect your family's newfound wealth. And also you want to invest it, you know, as, as, as you see fit, you know, in terms of your level of risk. And I think, you know, probably the third thing that you want to begin to think about, and hopefully you've thought about this before, is what do I do now? You know, if you don't want to go play golf or sit on the beach, what do you want to do? You know, whether it's doing volunteer work, being more philanthropic, you know, starting another business, doing consulting, you know, because of the fact you had a successful exit, probably a lot of doors are going to be open to you. Yeah, you know, it's interesting. Um, there's so many things that can be very positive and very exciting. There are also some things that a lot of business owners are not prepared for that can be a little bit of a disappointing surprise. So one of those are that people tend to come out of the woodwork now that they know that you've sold the business and they want money. So you may find that, you know, long lost relatives, brothers, sisters, you know, people start coming and saying they've they've got an idea they want you to invest in or gosh, they're having a really hard time in life and they know that you've just come into some money. Can you golly help them out? And I find that sometimes when people are experiencing and want to be able to enjoy their newfound wealth, this can be just a really rattling experience and they don't know how to handle it. So we coach our our owners as they're going through this to be prepared for some of those more difficult conversations, to make sure that they put some boundaries around how they're going to utilize their wealth and that they're prepared to talk to people about, um, uh, you know, their their plans. How do you kindly say no in a way that's not going to sever relationships? I, we had a client a year ago that sold their business and was very wealthy, and they were so disappointed because one of the uh, church affiliations that they were associated with came and um, wanted quite a lot of money. And this did not fit with the way in which the family was planning to allocate, you know, they had a, a, a philanthropic plan. And um, members of the church that had been longtime friends started to turn a cold shoulder and started to exclude them. 
So, you know, these are the sorts of things that people just are not prepared for. So, you know, to Alan's point, think about what you want to do later. Uh, think about how you want to be able to use that the money that you have, how you might want to be invested, how you might want to be able to look after a family that, that needs that level of help, and to prepare your messaging for how you're going to be able to protect your personal boundaries. You know, Tim, just to add one other thing to what Lisi said, um, you know, I think also I've seen a lot of privately held business owners that, you know, once a deal closes, even though they have no legal obligation, none of their other employees have equity in the business, do, you know, pay their people a nice bonus at the end, you know, after the deal closes as sort of a thank you. And, you know, they're under no obligation to do that. You know, it certainly makes their people feel really well and appreciated. And they, their people feel like they were an owner of the business, even though they, they weren't entitled to any equity distribution. So I've seen that happen. A lot of business owners have, quote unquote, shared the wealth with some of their, with their, some of their employees. I think that's great. And, you know, I, I just out of curiosity, just as to kind of get some of the, call it the juices flowing, right? Other than libations around for everyone and all that good stuff. What, what have some of your clients actually done post-sale, right? Kind of just some examples that you can kind of have our listeners uh, here on. You know, I've seen a, a, a number of clients who were, you know, close to a university get involved with universities, you know, executive and residence kind of thing, you know, teaching entrepreneurial studies because so many of them have had, you know, built a successful business, had a successful exit and have so much to give back. Um, I actually sit on the board of two angel investment groups, one in New Jersey and one in Philadelphia. And a number of these investors are high net worth individuals who they've all made money in, in different ways, starting different businesses. But they also feel an obligation to give back to other entrepreneurs. And, you know, once again, because of the, their wealth, you know, they have they can lose their money on these investments and still pay their mortgages, put food on the table. Um, but they want to give something back to the next generation of entrepreneurs. And I think that's a, a great virtue to have. I, yeah, I agree. I've seen so many wonderful things, you know, uh, uh, owners just volunteering their time. It's sometimes a score is a wonderful program. The society for it was a retired senior executives and uh, just coaching other people as to is really how to be able to to do this and, and through various education programs. Some I will say, too, that, you know, I've seen owners that have worked extremely hard all their lives. And when they they sell the business. Sometimes they just really want quiet time. They just want time to spend with their with their families. And you know, many of them have had had to sacrifice family relationships to build these successful businesses. And it can be hard because, um, at, you know, as Alan was saying, they are in great demand. Everybody wants them to sit on their board. Everybody wants them to, you know, do this, that, and the other. And again. How do you be nice? How do you nicely just say no so that you can carve out that that quiet time for your families? So I think that one of the things that we talk to our clients about is there is no right answer. You know, you don't have to fit anybody else's design of what it means to to retire and, and walk away. This needs to be what is right for you, what is right for your family, what's in alignment with your values, and and choose your own path. And if you can do that, then I think that people feel much better about this next stage of their lives. 
That's fantastic. Uh, and just to wrap up this whole series, uh, Lisa and Alan, do you guys have any parting words for our listeners? You know, I, maybe I'll maybe I'll start it, Tim. First of all, thanks so much for inviting me to participate in this. And, um, you know, I think, you know, every business owner, you know, has the, uh, the objective of eventually having an exit. And I remember my first class in business school, a professor said to the class, you know, the the purpose, why does a corporation exist? Why does a public corporation exist is to maximize shareholder value. That's the sole purpose of a corporation. And when you think about, you know, a privately held company that, you know, a, an entrepreneur starts and builds, you know, what's the, what's the true value prop? Well, maximizing his or her value in, in that company. And when you have an exit, you certainly do that and you validate it. So, it, it's all about creating value for, for yourself and for your, for, your, for your company. Yeah, and I would say that um, everybody, everybody exits their business, either by design or by default. And so what we want to do is to make sure that it's by design. And when it's by design, you have options and you have the opportunity to really contribute to the greater good in a way that makes sense. So take that opportunity, surround yourself with good people. And, you know, congratulations to anybody who does this. You've created jobs and opportunities for lots of other people too. So Tim, thank you so much for inviting me to be here and, and, and work with Alan. This has been fantastic. And I certainly want to encourage anybody that's got questions to, to reach out because we love to share. So thank you. Yes, and to piggyback off that, I encourage any of our listeners to reach out to Alan, Lisa, myself, anyone here on any questions that you guys might have through this due diligence process or any part of selling a business or just really anything in general. And honestly, Lisa, Alan, can't thank you both enough for sharing this absolutely invaluable information to our listeners. And to our listeners out there, thank you so much for listening to this podcast series. <laughs>